This is Edge Cases. I'm Andrew Pontius, and our topic this week is Xcode templates. But before we get to that, uh, we have a guest co-host this week. So, Josh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Josh Johnson. I'm a iOS developer based in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I run our local Cocoa Heads. Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah, cool. So, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so, it's actually it's kind of interesting to me with the uh, with the way we handle guest co-hosts uh, because uh, what we've seen. So, I've had a couple already, and Wolf has had has had one, I believe. And uh, and Wolf, it, it's kind of ironic, I think, because as I believe Wolf mentioned with the, I don't remember exactly when it was, uh, when we he talked about how he was worried that we were not going to, when we hit 100 episodes, we were going to end, we were going to pull a circus. <laughs> season I, one and season two. I'm something. not quite sure where that comes from. I, I'm not planning on ending it. Maybe he's planning on ending it. Um, <laughs> but he has the topic list a mile long. And yet when he has a, a guest co-host, he gives the, the, the topic to the, to the co-host to do. Whereas I have, have mentioned in the past that I have some trouble coming up with, with topics. And yet I, the way I like to do it is that I still give the, the topic to it. So I still have to come up with the topic, whereas he, anyway. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and it's actually, it's also funny. I, while I did have trouble in the past, I think we've, it, it's been clear that I've, I've been able to come up with, with decent topics for the last, God, probably like a year or so now. And it's funny that that basically comes up, you know, pretty much right before, I'm going to give the, the talk. It's, I probably have about two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. uh, one to two weeks before I come up with the, the topic in my head. And it's always just kind of, hey, just thinking about it. So I don't really have a list anymore that I'm like, okay, I'm going to go through this one and then this one and this one. It's always, it's always right beforehand. And, uh, and for the last two topics, I've been putting a lot of prep in it. You've noticed I put out uh, sample projects and blog posts and things like that. Um, All right. With Chime, right? Yeah, That's yeah, which is one. which is coming along pretty well. I've I've made some um, some additions to that since I first put it out. Um, it now has uh, superclass and subclass support, um, cool. and uh, fix some bugs in it. That sort of thing. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go um, because I don't have a concrete um, client for it yet, uh, All right. uh, and no one else has come forward with a, with a feature request. But I'll you know I'll probably work on it every so often. But this time around, I said, all right, you know, I'm just going to do something really simple. So, you know, Xcode templates, that's just a thing in Xcode. That'll be easy. Well, <laughs> um, so I actually did start about two weeks ago, and I really found that it's actually quite complicated. And so the topic is going to end today when I kind of petered out and said, you know what, I'm just going to stop researching this because I don't want to spend <laughs> that much more time on it. There's a lot to it. So, yeah. so I'll get started. Um, <clears throat> so uh, what are Xcode templates? They're the files that Xcode uses as the basis for its new stuff, primarily individual files and, and the projects. Uh, now you get to the individual files sheet with command N and the project sheet with command shift N. And these show up in the file menu in a new submenu. Now, if you get a, a sort of a simple application, the under the file menu, there'll just be a new document, a uh, single, single menu item. Um, right. And Xcode has enough new stuff that it has to have a whole submenu. And so if you look there, there are also target and workspace entries for new things. But there are no templates for those, uh, dedicated templates. And for workspaces, uh, that's because you don't have any options with the workspace. You just make it. And they do that because workspace is primarily just a, a container for projects. Right. Uh, workspaces do not have a whole lot of their own content. They have some. 
They've actually got um, it's this uh, user interface state dot user state. If you've ever mm-hmm. seen one of those, if you've ever had to made make those go away in a in a Git repository, for example. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and they are the the new version of the old Xcode three files, like the PBX user and mode one v three and stuff like that. And that's all to having to do with serializing out your current Xcode uh, user interface state. So they got rid of all the mm. old files. Now there's a new one, which makes sense because there's all new UI. But because none of that really changes, depending depending on which project you're in, um, they don't have to give you anything new per project there. So, so again, no reason for templates. Right. Um, now for targets, um, if you look at the, there's a new target sheet as well, but it's actually the same entries as for projects. Mm-hmm. And if you actually add a new template, actually a project template, you'll see that show up under the new target in the target sheet as well. So they, they reuse them. They reuse the project templates. Right. Um, so yeah, so all they need is the project and, and files. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so where are they? Like everything else in, in newer versions of Xcode, well, I guess it kind of dates me now, right? Because Xcode has been like this since Xcode 2 something, 2.4. Um, you know, they put everything in the, the package. Right. Actually, I guess it wasn't always in the package, but it was always in a, a relocatable place. Well, maybe it was all in the package. Anyway, um, now it's inside your contents directory inside of the package. And <laughs> I've, got a, <laughs> I've got a cat uh, messing up my uh, my notes here. No, go on, don't do that, cat. Um <laughs> Where was I? I, I? I hit our cats before I started recording. <laughs> um, oh, they would make a lot of noise if uh, if I didn't <laughs> keep them around. But anyway, um, okay, contents slash developer slash library slash xcode slash templates mm-hmm. is one location for them. And can you guess uh, what templates? Well, I guess it's not it's not a fair question. These are the um, the keyboard. These are the um, Mac templates. Right. Uh, and the iOS templates are in content slash developer slash platforms slash iPhone OS dot platform slash developer slash library slash Xcode slash templates. So it's the same directory. It's just inside of a dot platform directory. Right. Now there are other uh, platform uh, directories as well. There's Mac OS 10 and iPhone simulator dot platform and dot platform. But in Mac OS 10, <clears throat> Under the Xcode directory, there's no templates directory. So it, it's interesting, you know, why didn't they put the templates for OS X in the same platform directory as the iPhone stuff? And my theory is that <clears throat> it was all working already for the Mac before they introduced this platform mm-hmm. uh, 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 concept. And so, you know, why change things if they're working? Right. Um, but it is sort of interesting that, you know, it, it's not exactly the same. Yeah, now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, inside the templates directory, there are subdirectories for file templates and project templates. Um, but you don't put your own templates there if you're going to add your own to it. Instead, you put those in uh, tilde slash library slash developer slash Xcode slash templates. Now, it's interesting that in inside of Xcode, it's uh, library slash Xcode slash developer. And here it's library slash developer slash Xcode, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and but you don't need to put them in subdirectories like file and project. That's not how they're distinguished from one another. Um, they're distinguished in a way that I will I will get to <clears throat> uh, shortly. Uh, and when I looked in my um, Xcode directory inside of library, there was no templates directory yet. There's a whole bunch of other crap in there, but but no templates. So <laughs> so yeah, you got to make your own thing there. 
Now, it was interesting to me that under the sheet in Xcode for both file and project, they are called iOS and Mac, right? Those are the strings they use, and there's a little icon there as well. And those things don't seem to come from anything I could find in the in the templates. So what I think is that those those are hard-coded within Xcode. Like, you couldn't add yourself like an Android section uh, of right. your own because, right. because it's not driven by, by the, the contents inside of these things. Now, under those file template and project templates directories inside of Xcode, uh, that is driven by the content. So um, I should bring up Xcode here. If I bring up the new project directory... Here we go. So there's uh, there's sub sub there's categories within those. There's application, framework and library, uh, application plugin stuff like that, and those are driven by the content. So there's a there's a directory under the the project templates called application, and the directory under the under the file. Um, uh, there's one called Cocoa Touch, for example, under iOS. Right. <clears throat> and so one thing I was interested in was whenever you drive things through a directory name you can't localize it in the normal fashion because it's direct directory name. You're expecting that directory to be the same, whatever you do. And you can localize directories names. Did you know that Josh? Uh, no, actually there's this weird thing where if you add a, I believe it's a dot localized suffix to the folder name, and then you put a folder inside of it called like called dot localized. Okay. It's just called dot localized. And inside that, put, um, uh, en.strings and de.strings, right. stuff like that. If you do all that, then, you know, for example, if you're in English, so it's English, then, you know, the en.strings en. one will have the name that you use, and de.strings you'll have the name that you use. So, excuse me, uh, the finder has that, um, and I believe it uses it for, for the localized uh, locations, but that has actually caused, I've, I've seen some complaints about that on online. People mm-hmm. saying, well, it actually makes it more difficult to explain to people where to go to find things. But it does work for the finder, but it doesn't work for Xcode. If you put dot .localized at the end of the name, Xcode just shows the such and such dot .localized <laughs> name. So, okay. Um, which makes sense because Xcode itself is not localized into any languages. Um, I think the last time, like in the Xcode 2 era, uh, that Xcode was ever localized, and it was only localized in Japanese, and they finally just got rid of that. So, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was a while ago. Okay, so what's next? So inside of your category folder is folders with a .exe template suffix. And again, those names of the folder are used, I believe, um, are they used for anything, actually? They might be. And then inside of that, the file that drives things is the Xcode template.plist uh, file. And it's a regular old plist. Uh, mostly, but not always, in XML format. And there's a top-level dictionary, like there is in all PLS. And there are a bunch of keys. So basically, a lot of the rest of this episode is going to be me going through these keys and explaining what they do <laughs> and why they're interesting. Um, yeah, so so fun. You know, hey, everybody, uh, gather around. <laughs> there's a lot uh, of them, too. <laughs> there's quite a few. And I didn't go through all of them, uh, but okay. I went through a lot of them. Now, the, there's a kind key in every PLS, uh project and file. And there are four values that I could find in there. Um, and I believe I did an exhaustive search for this. So there's xcode.xcode3.projecttemplateunitkind. And that's the project template. And there are 55 of them in Xcode 5.0.2. Um, 
It's interesting. I only I found one XE template folder that didn't have that key, but that was because the entire folder was empty. It was an empty XE template folder, and that was for the iOS reference counting hmm. uh, template. So it's funny that you know they they removed that. You know, I think when did they remove the? You know, I don't think you can't make a new project anymore that isn't Arc. Right. And yeah, I don't remember when they removed that. Probably it, like. Seven when iOS seven came out. Uh, yes, uh, I, I, if it wasn't Xcode four, it was probably uh, yeah uh, soon after that. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, so that's it's always that kind. Oh, that yes, that kind. Um, let's see what else. Okay, so then the next one is the standard file template. XC, excuse me, Xcode kit dot text substitution file template kind, and uh, there are thirty three of those. Uh, and uh, and IDE Kit is one of the internal, internal names for for classes there. So that's why. And it's also interesting that the the project kind is has Xcode three in the name because the Xcode project file format is uh, Xcode three format. Um, uh, they have not. It's it's the same one. You can open if you had an old version of Xcode three, you could open it in in uh, you could open your projects in Xcode three and they would run and they'd be fine. Right. Uh, the thing that they did was they added workspaces kind of on top of it. Which mm-hmm. is an you know an interesting way to go when you when you think about it. It's, it's one way to get more functionality out of Xcode four and five without needing to uh, break a lot of compatibility. Right. Um, right. There are a couple of others though. There's Xcode Core Data Modeler Managed Object Template Kind, and there is exactly one of those. And that plist is actually the old school plist format. It's not even XML. So hmm. uh, I, I, it's actually kind of. Uh, I don't know. It's funny for me to think, you know, somebody on the on the core data team like, no, damn it, we're going to use this old format if it kills us. <laughs> um, uh, so, and then the last one, the last one, I guess I'm kind of um, responsible for, in a way. Uh, it's called xcode.idekit.refactoringfiletemplatekind.newsubclass, and I believe I mentioned that I worked on the refactoring feature in Xcode um, mm-hmm. several versions ago. And yep. I actually was pushing pretty hard at the time for the new superclass uh, refactoring, uh, what do they call it, transformation, to not just be something where we hard-coded the text inside of Xcode. I wanted it to be a template, like all the other templates. So so it is, but it's still kind of a you know an odd little duckling in among the other templates because it's not really used otherwise. And who knows, if, who knows how it's getting uh, uh, updated or anything like that. But it's right. there. And and that's why it's there. It's there because um, because we we wanted that wanted that flexibility. Um, right. And I would love it if there were more. You know, if, if that stopped being the little little odd side thing, and there were t- a ton of them for new uh, refactorings, but there are not yet. Um, it's interesting. There are five templates which don't have a kind specified at all, and these are the iOS user interface templates. And so my original thinking was well. You can throw stuff in your own templates folder, and it will uh, it will segregate them properly into uh, the projects and files. But then, if if that's what something that you always need, how could they get away with having this missing for some of them? And so, what I figured there's probably two mechanisms there. There's probably the initial mechanism, which is, hey, if it's within Xcode and it's in the file template section or it's in the project template section, just assume it's one of those, and otherwise go by the the type. That must be it because Otherwise, these should all have have their types. So, mm-hmm. um, a couple more. There's a descriptions key, a description key, excuse me, and that's what's used 
in the the Xcode in the sheet for Xcode. Um, there's a platforms key, and the value is an array, um, uh, and it usually either has uh, com.apple.platform.iphoneos or com.apple.platform.macOS10. Um, but there are two special cases where it could be either. And one is the SpriteKit particle file, uh, which I, I've never used, so that was a surprise to me. And the other one was the in-app purchase content, which I also haven't used. Mm. So, so both of those apparently are, are something that you can, you can use unchanged for, for either iOS or, or Mac. Um, mm. But otherwise, yeah, that's how, that's how they get sorted into you know, the iOS section or the, the OS 10 section. Right. Um, there's an icon key. And that's normally missing because the default appears to be icon, excuse me, template icon.icns. Have you worked with ICNS files? Oh, uh, yeah, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, so, so we've got different uh, uh, representations of your, of your uh, icon. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> however, if you override it, you can set this in. And it appears the only overridden option that people are using is uh, template icon.tiff for their thing. And I believe TIFF might also have this concept of multiple representations in a single file. So, but I also, I think TIFF is kind of old school. So I would bet these are templates, which have not been changed in a while. Um, let's yeah. see. So there's the, the, the one key that, that puzzled me the most when I was first looking through this is the options key. Um, and can you think of what, what the options key is for him? Josh? Um, well, I kind I think I know. Yeah. So I'm going to try to answer. Okay. <laughs> it's, I think you can like specify different, like, options that show up in the UI so like you can Mm -hmm. enable arc or whatever um, if you want to create your own template right um so uh what puzzled me was that the value for the options key is an array of dictionaries and those dictionaries didn't seem to you know they didn't seem to have any anything that that distinguished them in in their order one from another so I was like well what are they well that's because the dictionaries are each things which show up in the UI one after another Mm mm-hmm so there's a bunch of subkeys under this, which um, which I also go into a little bit here. There are 46 options key entries in in Mac OS Mac and iOS templates. Um, let's see. Um, well, there, okay. So for each entry, there's a name, and if you look at um, let's see. So if I choose uh, Objective C class and I go to Next in the sheet, um, the first option is class. That's the name, and um, there's also a type, and the type can be a, a there's text field. There's a static text, which is just information, I guess. Uh, there's a, a class type, which, which is a pop-up, which appears to be filled with all of the classes in your project, uh, classes that are available to the index at that point. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, for, for a class template, um, the name for that is subclass of. And for the category okay. template, the name is category on. Um, now in the, in the options dictionary, um, it can have a list there. And I first, I thought, well, this is, this, this says we'll only show those classes. It's actually not the case. These are the classes that show up at the top. Um, so the, the common ones, I believe, um, like NS object is the first one that shows up for class NS object, UI view, UI view controller, UI table view controller, UI view, table view cell. And then it goes back to app delegate, CA animation, et cetera, et cetera. So the rest of the classes are all in, in alphabetical order. And I bet they figured, you know, we don't want to have NS object, you know, two thirds mm-hmm. of the way down. We right. want to have it at the top. Yeah. 
Um, but you can also say, what's the other one? Pop-up, which is just an arbitrary list of, of strings to show. And I can't remember. Uh, um, oh, there's one for uh, the unit test where you can right. choose XC test case or send test case for the right. thing. So, um, although actually that, that, might also, that might still be a class one. I'm not sure. But there are other ones you can have a look. Um, there's a default key, which um, is the, the, the preset value. Um, and for static text, that's the actual, that's, you know, since you can't change it, then that's all it is. So, and required options is a key. I've seen that for uh, checkboxes. Mm-hmm. And that actually, uh, it's interesting because it's got a little bit more logic in it. So, for example, if I'm doing a, a class, new class, if the subclass is a certain subclass, then the checkboxes for targeted for iPad and, and with zip for user interface will be activated and then if you change it again, then it won't be activated. And so what they need to put in here is kind of a little bit of, a, of, a, of an interpretive language, right? They need to have mm-hmm. the logic that you need to turn that on and turn that off. And the one they have for um, the checkboxes in the class, are the, the, the requirement is Cocoa Touch subclass. Hmm. And, you know, so that's not, you know, somewhere in their code, they've got to interpret what Cocoa Touch subclass actually means. So that was interesting to me. It's probably not something that you can add, you know, which you make your own template. You probably can't right. make your own logic like that because all that has to be in, executed in code, uh, written in code. So, uh, yeah. But in theory, I suppose you could write your own templates, which, which allow for having a zib under certain cases or not. Right. Uh, and the, the variable name, which triggers that with, if for uh, Coco, Coco touches with zib and for... Uh, OSN for AppKit, it's with zib Mac. So, hmm. in case you need that. Um, although I think it's, it's, it'd be much easier if you just copied the class template yourself and just used it as is, changed a few names in it instead of trying to write it from scratch. Yeah. Um, so, um, what you also see in the text of these, some of these files is that they take these variables that are set in, um, in the options. And they put them. They, they have a way of letting you put them in the classes, substituting them into the the files. And they do that. Well, there's a bunch of different macros, and I guess we'll go over we'll go over a couple of them. There are always three underscores. You know, some name all in uppercase, and then three underscores. And mm-hmm. uh, longtime listeners will remember that Wolf came up or found this entry for you know underscore underscore being Dunder. D- yeah, um, <laughs> Dunder. Uh, uh, we need one for three. So uh, like. Trunder or possibly Thunder, I thought. I was thinking it might or, be a good one. Or you can go with the stutter and go Dun Dunder. Yeah, but wouldn't that be four? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in any case, um, uh, there are a number of them. There's underscore, underscore, there Thunder. No, Thunder sounds stupid. Trunder, Thunder sounds even stupider. Um, <laughs> like Trunder date, Trunder, uh, for putting in the date. Uh, Trunder, uh, there's a bunch more. Um, but the one that they used to put this arbitrary variable in here is trender variable underscore and then the, the name of the variable and then colon identifier. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you get something out of a, an option. And so, for example, in the category, there's category class and category name because if you, if you need to both say what your, let's see, you have to say what your category name is and then you have to right. say what your superclass is. Yep. Um, and what they have is a uh, dunder trender variable underscore category <laughs> class colon identifier trender space 
paran trunder variable underscore category name colon identifier trunder and paren. <laughs> and, you know, that gets you. That gets you what you want. That gets you, you know, the name of the class right. and then the name of the category. That works pretty mm-hmm. well. And, again, you can, you can do that yourself. And I actually did try that out. I'll, I'll share some of that in a bit. So, so far, all of these capabilities are for both projects and files. But there are a couple which are also just for, for files. Um, there is the main template file key, and that is a formula. And it seems to always have that trender file base name trender as part of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's usually followed by a dot something. So for a class, it's dot M. Um, for a C header, it would be dot H. And I believe that now what they do with files is they take whatever the files that are in the folder and they use those. So for a, a Objective-C class, it's the .h and the .m. Mm-hmm. And if you set things up quite right in certain ways, they'll, they'll put a, a, a zip file in there as well. So they don't need to specify which files they're going to use in the, in the plist, but they do need to specify which one you should use um, in the sheet. So if I go to the, back to the sheet and I say I'm going to do a class, and I specify the class name, and then I go to the next screen, and it says, well, what do you want to save it as? Uh, and then so it uses that as the as the name to uh in any case if, if you don't do it through the option screen then it wants to show you the name of the file to let you pick the name of the file um mm-hmm. and that's the name that's that's what it will use it won't show you the dot h it will show you the dot m for example um but if it does if you do if it is complex enough that you do it through the options uh, uh section of the sheet then it won't show you a file name to to save all right um, but it's almost, it's always actually, it always, it's always based on this file base name thing. So it's always, it's never like that they save a, a file out with a, a, a cookie cutter name that you don't get to choose. You always get to choose it. So, and that's, that's one of the things that's, that's specific to files. Um, and that's actually the only one I wrote down. So there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. For project templates, there's, there's, again, a whole bunch of stuff. And what's interesting here is, uh, while the file templates don't have an identifier, don't have some sort of uh, uh, back-end uh, special value which says this is how you identify this separate from everything else. Project templates do. And they're the identifier key, and it's reverse DNS, like a lot mm-hmm. of things that Apple does. So, for example, there's com.apple.dt, or developer tools, application. That's for, obviously, a Cocoa Touch application. Or pane for a preference pane. Mm-hmm. And so why do they have an identifier and the files do not? Well, it's because, unlike for file templates, product templates can inherit from each other. And in fact, unlike Objective-C itself, uh, product templates have multiple inheritance. <laughs> right. Um, which makes it really complicated. So there's, there's generally like base uh, project templates. Um, there's a com.apple.dt.unit.base. Yep. Um, which has a bunch of UI options. It's actually kind of interesting. Um, uh, and actually, the most important thing in base, I think, although actually there's a couple of interesting things in base, is the organization name uh, 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 UI option. Because uh, you are always, if you make a new project, let me bring that up, and you, you select it, and then you go to the next screen, there's always the organization name. And it is always pre-filled. What's it pre-filled with? Right? Remember? Uh, well, it used to be my company name, but now I think it takes the default from somewhere from your settings, some from your like contact. Uh, yes, it's your name. Yeah, yeah. your name from contacts, 
Yeah. Um, yes, and it's oh, it's really interesting what they did here because yes, it used to be that if you hadn't specified this, and it was always a pain in the ass to specify, right? Yeah. You needed to do it. I think from the command line. Um, if you didn't do that, then it was you know, uh, uh, trender organization name trender, right? And your copyright line. And I bet they got a lot of shit for that. I bet they got mocked quite a bit for that. So they changed it. And so what they did right is that in the base project template, which everybody inherits from. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the, the UI entry, which is organization name, and it's got your name filled in. Now, you can erase that, in which case it doesn't have your name filled in anymore, and that, uh, that, uh, that uh, value is blank. But yeah, by default, it's that thing. And also, um, I believe actually, even in Xcode 3, they might have added this sense of letting you set the organization name per project. And that was, that's good because people can be uh, contractors where they're working for different companies for different yep. projects. So mm-hmm. that was very nice, and, and it was good that they added that in. But now they seem to have taken it a step further in that there's no longer a a uh, there's no longer like a company name that you can set, I guess as far as I can see, that's used by anybody that's a global name. It's always per project now. Yep. And so if you don't have it per project, then there's nothing. And uh, remember when, uh, I don't know if you listened to the last episode where Wolf was talking about how the, the mysterious writer of the... Um, uh, what was it? Uh, the click the flash, right? Managed, you know, they erased their name from everything. Well, they had to make sure. Even I think even back then that they erased their name from the project as well because it might have had your name in it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. um, now before again, if you didn't have the set, uh, the copyright line would be you know uh, slash slash, you know copyright uh, C, you know the year, and then the organization name. And if there was no organization name, it was just organization name. Right now, if you look at the copyright line in all of these files. Now it says, oh gosh, you don't seem to have it written down anywhere, but it's like, it's like uh, copyright. Oh yeah, it's just called copyright. So it's yeah. slash slash copyright, a uh, trender copyright trender. And what they do is they have a whole formula for that now. So mm-hmm. if the, if you don't put the organization name, then that line is entirely blank. And if you do have an organization name, then they break it down into, you know, the whole copyright see the year and the organization name. So I'm pretty sure they did that. Into, and I, don't, I don't know. I didn't remember talking with anyone about this, but I'm pretty sure they did that entirely so that you would no longer have that stupid organization name uh, uh, value there when you hadn't specified it. Uh, so there's extra logic there. And again, whenever you put extra logic in the, in the Xcode, huh. in the code, that means you've got less options for exactly how you do it right. in your own templates. But I think that's why they did that. Um, so let's see, there's, uh, well, there's a bunch more that aren't necessarily all that interesting. Um, well, but and the other thing in base is that they have a, no, actually it isn't in base. It's in some of the other ones. I was interested that there are a number of options in the templates in, in the plist file for the contents of certain files, your, uh, plist, your, what would it be? Like application did finish launching, I think was in some of the variables. At one time, I looked at this. Yeah. Um, well, your main file. Yeah. Right. Is, is 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 entirely in code. It's not something that um, your info.plist. That's right. Your info.plist right. file is also entirely in code, and I'm not quite sure why they did that because there are other files which are in the the, the project template and which are copied over, such as they are, and have all these macros. Um, mm-hmm. So why did they do it for some and not for others? Uh, I don't know. Uh, and I think, I think it makes it less flexible. Um, just for my sake of completion, I wish they would, they would put those as individual files. But, but maybe yeah. there are reasons. Who knows? Um, 
Uh, and that, those appear to mostly be in the definitions key. Uh, oh yeah, I did have that listed here. And again, not sure, quite sure why they do that. There's a targets key. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where my interest started to wane, so I don't have all that many details about this. <laughs> but when you're making a new project, obviously, you also need to make at least one target in it in order for it to be all that useful. And what I'm assuming is when they have the targets sheet, what they do is they just go through all the project templates and they find all the target keys and just do that for their for the targets. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of miscellaneous things. So we might end up, end up a little early on this. Um, one of the ways I explored this was looking for third-party templates. Mm-hmm. And the one that, that came to mind is uh, the one that was easy to find was the AF networking right. project templates. Yep. Um, 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 and they, they, so they have some interesting stuff in there that they do. And that led me to, I think I deleted it, but I think if I look at it now, AF networking is kind of this big project. And Wolf talked about that in that whole um, collaborating objects thing. Um, <laughs> that AF networking is kind of an example of something where they wanted to throw everything in, everything in the kitchen sink in. And I think as part of that approach, they mention a project manager application called Alcatraz. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. For like you, Xcode plugins, right? Do you, do you use it? Um, I used it up until Xcode 5, but I haven't since that oh, okay. came out. But I, I think it broke yeah. initially, oh, yeah. but yeah. And then they fixed it, right? And that's the yeah. trouble with trying to do things that sort of mimic Xcode functionality, right? Because Xcode plugins uh, infrastructure is not public. Um, yep. You can reverse engineer it. And actually, these are also not public. <laughs> so all the stuff I'm talking yeah. about, um, one thing that's funny is you can find people, all the all the Stack Overflow posts and articles about templates mention, you know, the, the, the great disaster that was the switch between Xcode 3 and Xcode 4 because they, they, they moved all the stuff around. They changed it. So all these... Yeah, you know, posts and everything about oh, here's exactly what you do. Well, they all broke. And they had to do it again. Yep. Um, and it's the same thing with with uh, with everything else. Actually, with uh, uh, it's happened with SCM plugins. It's happened. It's happened with all sorts of stuff. Um, yep. But Alcatraz um, lets you install, I believe, its plugins and uh, themes and uh, and color schemes and templates and and templates. Right. right. Um, so it you know it's kind of this whole extra system that you can put into place to get all these things. Uh, I have not installed it myself, um, um, but it is there if you're if you're interested in it, and you can get the AF networking stuff from there if you want it. Cool. Um, so I did play around with this, uh, and it's kind of fun. You know, you can make your own UI uh, mm-hmm. uh, with you know, and you have you have quite a few options for exactly how you you set up the UI, and then you can use those values inside of your own files. So. Uh, so for example, you could set up like a, I was going to make a markdown one because we use markdown for our, uh, our, uh, our show notes when we're generating them. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and you know, that might be helpful, I guess, but of course you're going to have to worry. You're going to have to be, be careful. You know, you, you, you put a lot of work into this and you know, it may break in the future. Yeah. Um, so I would probably actually not put a huge amount of work into it. Um, <laughs> but one thing that I did want to try, you know, and I never actually did get to it. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, because one thing that I really dislike about Xcode's project format is that they put the project file at the base level, and then they put everything else inside of another folder. Mm-hmm. So in theory, I could make myself a new project template that had everything at the at the at the, the base level, all the other files at the base level, and I should try that. Um, one thing that I read about this, and I haven't actually tried that either, is that one thing that people used to be able to do is is clone. The, the things, clone, clone uh, the extra templates into, you know, the library location. 
and then change them. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, every new file, new, new project would have, you know, this other setting instead of the setting that Xcode had. Um, but apparently I read somewhere and I haven't checked it out that actually they, that broke in that Apple now checks if there are things of the same name in your library location and mm-hmm. then, and then doesn't load any of them if there are any that have the same <laughs> name, which would not surprise me too much. Cause I would bet that they get bugs where, Oh, Hey, this doesn't work. And they look and do it and say, Oh, well you screwed it up by, by overriding stuff. Right. Um, so that would not surprise me. So what I would expect is, um, if you, if I wanted to have my own project templates that mimicked Xcode functionality, I would want to call them something new, you know, I, I clone them, but I'd call them something new and right. I would do that. But you know, uh, and, and actually this, so I ran into this when I was making the chime project, cause I'm making a, a couple of projects in a very short amount of time. And I, you mm-hmm. know, I kept having to rearrange things the way I liked it. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe a template would be nice. But the thing is, in the long run, I don't make that many projects. And, and I do think that, you know, if I tried to maintain this over a couple of years, I bet I'd have to keep tweaking it to keep it up to date yeah. with, it, with, uh, with Xcode. And I'm not sure that's worth it. So if I ever, you know, had a thing where like, oh, damn, I need to make 10 more projects, maybe I would do it then. But I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't do it before then. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any thoughts, Josh? Um, well, I mean, I'm glad that this is a topic. Actually, I, I I was a little worried, you know, that I would not know anything about the topic that you picked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've actually played around with these some. Um, a friend of mine did a like a mapping framework, but he's a C plus plus guy, so uh-huh. he he kind of compiled it into a static library, and he had all these crazy instructions. So I built him a I built him a, a template to use in Xcode for like cause for the their clients. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like you were saying, the whole in- like inheritance of these templates—that was the biggest thing that was difficult. But you know, it's pretty fun to play with. And I got down to like making—they were they're non-arc guys, so I made like the templates so that you can choose arc or not, and oh, mm-hmm. and it would like inject like the you know the class prefix and all that kind of stuff. And it also brought in some other static libraries, which is kind of cool too. So. It's pretty fun, but like you said, it's. I, I haven't ran this in like a year, or I haven't built this uh, project with this in like a year, and I'm sure it will break if I try it right now. <laughs> well, I'm not so sure it'll break now because I, I do think that the Xcode three to Xcode four transition was the big one, right, right, right. That, that did all the stuff, um, and I also I would suspect that this stuff doesn't get a lot of active maintenance. Um, That's true. So, and, and, you know, it's the stuff that gets the active maintenance, which is going to break all the time. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, like clang, you know, you wouldn't want to rely on, you know, as, as we talked about in my previous episode, we wouldn't want to rely on the clang C++ format because they keep upgrading right. it all the time. This stuff, I think it's going to, it's probably going to stay the same. Of course, you never know, like maybe Xcode 6 will have, you know, a, a complete revamping of this. But I also don't think, I mean, there were, there were, there were issues in the past where like making a new target was problematic because mm-hmm. you couldn't add like the, the target template, you couldn't add files. So right. they had to go through all this extra stuff to make sure that all of the, like you, so they couldn't add like the, um, actually that may still be true. Who knows? You couldn't add, um, frameworks. So right. they always had to specify the framework as like a build setting. And again, I was always, you know, eh, take that out and add, add the, 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 the framework reference to the project instead of doing it through something else. But I right. think they, it seems like they've gotten a lot of this stuff. A lot of the stuff seems pretty flexible now. So I would bet that they're not going to do a whole lot with it uh, in, cool. in the short term. 
Yeah, I just I just actually create a project with the template, and it uh because I inherited from the Cocoa Touch app, the you know com touch whatever. Right. It automatically built it, and everything worked, and it also had images.xc asset. So I built this back in you know probably towards the end of Xcode four, and it just worked, and everything came through. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you you said you have like uh, uh, libraries, so. The libraries yeah. it actually copies copies these custom libraries into the project. Yep. It does. Well. Yeah. No, that is that's very cool. It's it's great that they give you that flexibility to add whatever files you want because that can just come really hand, come in really and, handy. And of course, since this was like this guy is it, like I say they're C plus plus guys, so this it had a, like really complicated linker flags that had to be set. I could do that oh, all within right. the targets too, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. No, that's great. That it, I actually. Yeah, because I haven't used this for uh, for uh, for work. I haven't used this for for professional settings, so it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Cool. All right, great. So thanks a lot, Josh, for uh, for uh, sticking with me for this. And no, uh, thanks for having me. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>